One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Please be advised that Gen X This Is Why contains adult language. I knew as soon as I saw Manly all over this episode, I'm like, this is going to be, Amy's just going to shit like a seagull all over this episode. Hi, everyone. Oh, God. Great. Hi, I just see my notes and I have like shit written about me and Leo. Oh, this episode, there's so much to rage about. It's not even funny. All right. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Gen X. This is why the podcast where we re-examine the sometimes bizarre and often scarring media of our shared childhood. My name is Amy and I'm a proud Gen Xer born in 1977. And I'm her sister, Jenny, born in 1974. At least you guys know that we don't phone in our intros, right? We don't pre-record them. <laughs> we probably should. <laughs> if we learn anything from this, it's that we probably should. We probably should. Jen, this episode is written by ba- Balak and directed yes, by our buddy Gladstone. <laughs> yes, it sure is. It definitely 100% is. Wow. Yeah. Um, so what's going on in your world? You're not sleeping? <clears throat> so I have jet lag. And I, well, I was sick. I flew back from California. I'm freaking out. I thought I was getting COVID, but I had negative tests. So I'm like, I better get out of here now before I get stuck in a hotel. Yeah, poor baby was going to get stuck in California. No, I mean, you don't want to have to quarantine a hotel. That would not be fun. I could quarantine in a hotel. Have you seen my house? So, so then I slept, like, immediately slept 10 hours, and then the next night I slept, like, 8 hours, and then I was wide awake all last night. I think I slept, like, 4 hours, maybe. Nice. Yeah, good times. Nice. So my sleep's all screwed up, and I'm I'm a little cranky today, I'll admit it, because I'm also back to work today, because it was the weekend. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, that'll do it. That'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, It could be worse. I'm at work, and... All my students are gone. Classes are over. My grades are in. My writing center is closed. But what I'm the hell are here. you doing at work? I, this. <laughs> nice. Um, if anyone is listening, this is on my lunch hour. Thank you. <laughs> Amy's eating. I see her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, Jenny. So today we're looking at I Do Again. Oh, God. This episode, man. It's a little hustle. This is very- like... This is like Balak and Claxton, like quintessential <laughs> garbage, right? Little House on the Prairie, Season 7, Episode 20, I Do Again. Do you have a description for us? Pregnancy symptoms hit both Laura and her mother, Caroline. It turns out Caroline is not pregnant at all, but beginning menopause. 
and she sinks into depression. Her husband and daughters desperately try to convince her that they love her for the person she is, not for the person she wanted to be. Okay. Question mark. Finally, (laughs) Charles proposes that he and Carolyn renew their wedding vows. First of all, that one sentence never happens. Like, her kids don't rally around her and accept her for who she wanted to be. Like, that doesn't happen. Whatever. Uh, second of all, third of all, I don't know where I'm at with this. Um, <laughs> this is trash, <laughs> but I just want to say that that acting in this is not great. Nothing about this is great. Everyone dialed this in. Let's be clear. I don't know if Karen Grassley, I mean, I think she can act. She had to be enraged about this episode, though. I don't know if she's just like, I don't know if I can act this badly. I don't know. Like, she had to be at odds with how Carolyn reacted to this. Like, and the soul of her being. (laughs) All right. So, we open on Hottie Paw strolling through town, reading a letter. He heads into Nellie's and tells Carolyn that their buddy Ed Polson's oldest son is getting married. And Charles wants to go to the wedding in Wisconsin. And Charles is like, we haven't been there in 20 years. And they're going to be married in the same church we were. Carolyn doesn't want to go because they'll lose the money. And all of a sudden, Charles is like, who gives a fuck about money? Charles apparently doesn't work anymore. He <laughs> wants to go on vacation. Meanwhile, the lambs too is flying off the shelf at Nellie's. <laughs> Did you notice? Where'd they get the lamb? I don't know. There's a lamb slaughterhouse somewhere. Yeah, probably. Yeah, you All never right. see livestock. You don't see livestock. Yet, the, the show- ste- yet steak and eggs sells like mad at Nellie's. This show has just changed. <laughs> you think? Um, I just feel like the show has changed. I don't know. You think? I mean, that's an understatement. <laughs> yeah, it's the understatement <laughs> of the century. <laughs> at school, Laura is yelling, teaching, slash screaming at her students <laughs> why and don't Jen- you know this <laughs> what's two plus two does anyone know a fibonacci sequence <laughs> why not why not <laughs> albert tells her to head to baker's he's like baker will know what to do really albert what baker doesn't know anything he literally let your girlfriend die with zero <laughs> explanation last week that's right and might I add, Albert has certainly bounced back from the trauma of his girlfriend dying last week. Yeah, seriously. He's like, hey, hey, guys, I'm just hanging around the schoolyard, you know. So Laura finds out she's two months pregnant and she's super excited. And I have an we... index card. Oh, okay. I'm like, we know we have to deal with. Hey, everybody. I oh, <laughs> There's so much in this. How might Doc Baker have known Lauren, Laura was pregnant? Slash a brief history of pregnancy test. <laughs> Recorded. A, this is the most bizarre thing. And I did a little more research than I usually do because there is just such a gap in, in information. <laughs> but it feels like there's a gap in information. I feel like there's a gap in information around Baker, and that feels normal to me. Recorded attempts at pregnancy testing were found as early as the ancient Greeks and ancient Egyptian civilizations. Mm -hmm. The ancient Egyptians, now to be fair, let's be clear, the ancient Egyptians, this was like 3000 BC, right? Mm -hmm. Um, they, They watered bags of wheat and barley with the urine of a possibly pregnant woman. 
germination indicated in pregnancy. Hmm. So I looked up the germination period. I'm like, five days. So you had to wait five days. So, but that that was not uncommon. Okay. Um, but that sounds insane, right? It sounds insane. However, fast forward, they redid this study like in modern times to see mm-hmm. how accurate it was. 70 to 85% accuracy in wow. predicting pregnancy. But I feel like that's still not enough accuracy. <laughs> in 3000 BC, it's pretty good. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, now that wouldn't hold up. Yeah, but in yeah. 3000 BC, pretty good. They also believed, though, that the type of grain that sprouted first indicate the sex of the baby. Clearly, oh, that's, un- okay. that's not real. Um, the Greeks, specifically Hippocra- Hippocrates, which is the Hippocratic mm-hmm. Oath dude, mm-hmm. had women drink. So that would have been four, four, like 400 BC. So this is much more like modern than the Egyptians time. Mm-hmm. The Greeks had women drink honey and water at bedtime. And if they had abdominal cramps, it indicated pregnancy. Wow. Then there's like a big gap where no one, people were just peeing on things and no one really knew what was going on. <laughs> there's no clear path to like the, the 20s. Wait a and minute. The, Let's wait, wait, wait. I'm backing you up there. People were just peeing on things. Well, they knew, they knew that urine was the key, right? Okay. That you could figure it out from urine, but no one really, like they hadn't discovered the, um, the presence of human chronicin so there's no there's no there's a hormones at this time there's a hormone right that Mm -hmm. you could detect in the urine they they didn't find that until like the 20s what if they find like with some of these mummified remains like they found an ept test okay um but (laughs) that they didn't find that till like the 20s so from like the greeks to the 20s no one really knows. People were just peeing on things and taking guesses. They were exam like looking at urine in jars and like, just wild guesses. <laughs> but how Doc Baker must have known is he oh. says that Laura's two months along. Mm-hmm. So he probably He's heard a heartbeat. Guessing? No, he probably heard a heartbeat. Maybe. So, but but before the heartbeat, they really didn't have any way to know. Yeah. So. In the 20s is when they started that. And so the way they found this hormone was injecting the urine into animals' bloodstreams. And then the animal, it would cause the animal. I didn't know this is how it worked. It causes the animal to ovulate. That so they have to kill animal. the animal and see yeah. if there's ovulation. I don't know how you even do that. But what they started to do is use frogs who lay eggs. So it's easy to, you know, you don't have to kill them to see if they're ovulating. Yeah. Super weird, man. This is, I mean, this wasn't that long ago, if you think about it. If you want to go into the history of what have, what has been tested on animals, not oh, good. Oh, man, not good. Not but good. But this, this was, I mean, it was a hundred years ago, right? But. Right. Like, not long enough ago. <laughs> you know, like, if, that's not that long ago for this weird, crazy shit to be going on. Like, how is this yeah. much better than peeing on barley right i want to take back something i said in our shawshank redemption episode which is you haven't heard it it's over on patreon patreon.com slash gen x this is why um i said i missed the 20th century and i do in some ways you missed like 1999 not like the medical right (laughs) right and to be clear you missed night like 1999 i miss like 19 92 and on (laughs) right you missed the tail end of it (laughs) i miss a life without technology where's technology then without social 
without yeah, social media. That's yeah. different. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Hey, there's AOL chat rooms. <laughs> there was. There was. Um, all right. So Laura's pregnant, guys. And at the little house, Manly and Pa are fixing the drama barn roof. Oh, I'm going to try to keep the Manly shit to a minimum, okay? Because there's so a lot annoying. Here. Him and Pa together are super annoying, right? <laughs> because they're peers. Because they're contemporaries. They're him and hawing on the roof. It's so weird. Like, they are peers. This is so inappropriate. Why is that right. inappropriate? What do you mean? Oh, because they're like the same age? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> So Carolyn is smiling, and Mary, Manly's like, what's up with Carolyn? Why the fuck is she so happy? Yeah, what Manly, the hell is Manly, mind your fucking business, God, asshole. Hey, everyone! You have to be miserable! That's the way I like you! <laughs> pa says, well, I mean, everything's going well. Plus, she's married to me. Which he really says that. I'm not making it. No, he did. He totally said that. He totally said that. Because I realized when I read that, that it would sound like that was from Amy. But no, no he no, really he said, said that. that. Yeah. And he's not wrong. You know? Okay. So Laura comes flying down scoop, scoop speed, speed down the driveway. <laughs> and she tells Manly she's pregnant. And he, like a fucking moron, jumps for joy. I'm not talking like a little jump. He jumps for joy. No, no, no. Falls but you missed the, the roof. You missed the best part, though. Mm. She says, Manly, I'm pregnant. And he has this dumbass look on his face. And Charles laugh in the background. <laughs> Charles just dies laughing at him, which is hilarious. I think that's really funny. Then he falls through the roof. And I just wrote, what a fucking idiot. Hey, everyone, I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I knew as soon as I saw Manly all over this episode, I'm like, this is going to be, Amy's just going to shit like a seagull all over this episode. I just hate him. And once again, I want to thank Mimi Amber for my my go-to graphic that I have at all times on, on blast right now, which is the manly, hey, everybody, in glitter, in a perfect font with a stupid-ass look on his face. I use it for everything. It's amazing. Can we move okay. on? Mm-hmm. So... All right. He picks Laura up. He's happy. Jem, what does Carolyn do? She shits all over this moment <laughs> by saying, hey, guess what? I'm pregnant, too. I'm like, Carolyn, honey. Because how old is Carolyn at this point? She's got to be in her late 40s, right? We think she's in her late 40s. How old's Carolyn Grassle? What's Karen Grassley? Karen, what's her name? <laughs> Carolyn <laughs> <laughs> I don't I think she's in her late 40s because I think Michael Landon at this point is 46, 47, which he looks 60. We know how age was. Is it 81? 70. It's 1981. Yeah. So what year was she born? Do 42. We know? Oh, I can't do math. 42. So no, she's under 40. She's 39? Yeah. I mean, she looks young. But, but that's not that young. But that's not how old Carolyn is. Like, they have to be... Right, because she can't be going through menopause at 39. No, and Laura's, like, Laura's, like, in her 20s, easily. Like, probably mid-20s. Yeah, early and 20s. Mary's, like, 107. Yeah, Mary's probably in her mid-20s, at least. So, like, Carolyn has to be her late 40s. Like, Carolyn Ingalls has to be in her late 40s at this point. Oh, my God. I saw a ad on my Instagram 
that is a face shaver, and I thought about Mary, her peach oh fuzz God, and her right? beard. <laughs> but I mean, if she say she's in her late forties, like not like the the assumption you would make is not that you're pregnant, right? You'd be right. like, oh, I must be going through menopause or early menopause. But I don't or think something. they even knew anything. I don't. Well, know. they they knew Whatever. your period stopped. Do you remember what Grammy used to call it? What the change? The change. The change. Yeah. That was pretty common. Yeah. That fra- phraseology. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm over here praying for the change. Unlike every other woman. <laughs> I know, right? Like <laughs> All right. So pause like, are you sure? First of all, first of all, your daughter is having her first child and you steal her thunder and announce that you're pregnant too? Yeah, apparently. Apparently. Well, this this gets worse. It gets worse. (laughs) So at the mill, Rev pops over to say hello. And they, Pa and Rev start talking about Carolyn being pregnant. And Pa's like, I'm so excited. I'm going to finally have my son. Not this shit again. Not this shit again. I can't help it, Rev, but it's in my soul how much I want a boy. No offense to Albert. No offense to Albert. No offense offense to the son I have. (laughs) Rev says, and I've never heard this before, but I do have it saved. And I'll I wonder it if it's the same piece. thing I wrote down. I'm not one to throw cold water out of body's hopes. <laughs> I loved it. I'm like, I love that phrase. But you need to prepare for a daughter. Because, you know, your track record says it's probably going to be a girl. Right. So then Rev's like, or Charles is like, okay, dude, but let me dream. And Rev pretty much says, stop repopulating the earth, dude. He throws some shade on him. All right, at Baker's, he's looking all concerned. And he's Carol- like, oh, Carolyn, girl. <laughs> Carolyn's all amped up. You never know. First of all, you never know what's going to happen at Baker's. She can go know. in there and be dead. He has no tools. <laughs> he just close talks you when he comes into his office. <laughs> it could be like, Charles could show up like, what's wrong with Carolyn? And Baker could be like, mm, she died. Well, and there's he- no explanation. And what does he tell her? All right, so Carolyn's all amped up for her due date. Baker sits her down. He's like, you're not pregnant. And she's like, no, I had morning sickness. He says, it's probably psychosomatic. Okay. And he's like, you're going through the change. And she freaks out like he just gave her a cancer diagnosis. He says it's unusual at your age, but you have born five children. He's like, it's unusual, but not impossible. Like, it's, it's... You know, and yeah. she's sobbing. Yeah, and the acting here is not great. Well, I'm because just I feel it. like she doesn't believe this. That's why. That's true. That's you true. know what I mean. Like, is yeah. she a good actor? Yes, but like, she'd have to be a, like fucking Meryl Streep to pull this off because <laughs> she doesn't believe it. Oh my god! Oh my god! We need recasting with Meryl Streep. Oh she would like outact all of them by like a thousand percent. <laughs> <laughs> it would be so obvious i'm gonna say right now if you do a reboot meryl streep as carolyn john stamos as charles <laughs> oh my god that would be the dumbest thing ever guys never put me in charge of casting because no. i'll just cast people based on hotness men and women <laughs> but she's basically like anything but that now i'm useless mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. charles will have no son now wait she says I promised Charles a son. What the fuck is she talking about? 
You have five like, children. Like Jenny always says, that's in God's hands. Yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I always say that. <laughs> Not being able to bear more children. Oh, my God. Mm. So she begs Baker not to tell charles and says i'll work this out okay. i just need a little bit of time which he shouldn't be telling people her business anyway but oh okay. it gets worse he threatens <laughs> her later real worse. <laughs> so at the restaurant now we see carolyn she's angry cleaning and angry cleaning is one of my favorite hobbies <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know when i'm annoyed when, cleaning. when i'm pissed off at you my house is sparkling there you go. So Nellie's concerned and asks if she's okay. And then we see at the mill, Elmanzo is teasing Charles and calling him Gramps. Now, we all know how I feel about this. Charles was already a grandfather. R.I.P. blind school baby. This is not the first time Charles is going to be a grandfather. Right. He had a grandson. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He had a grandson. So, he had a son. Mm-hmm. Can't so help Doc- it if, like, no, no males in his family make it. It's not Carolyn's fault. <laughs> So Doc walks in and asks how Laura's feeling. And then, oh, Charles walks in. How convenient is that? And Charles is like, oh, Carolyn's doing well. She's praying for a healthy baby. And Doc's like, oh. (laughs) Awkward. You you could tell he's dying to tell him. But he doesn't. He doesn't. Now at the school, Laura is erasing a chalkboard. And Manly comes in. He's like, hey, everybody. You shouldn't be exerting yourself on the chalkboard. <laughs> but but you can make me a full dinner. That's totally fine. But in the same breath, tells her to have dinner on the table when he gets home. <laughs> Fuck this guy. <laughs> hey, everyone. I'm an asshole. <laughs> so now we have showdown at the restaurant. Baker versus Carolyn. Dun, dun, dun. He's all like, what the fuck? It's been a week now. This is a senselessly cruel thing you're doing to yourself and to Charles. Oh, my God. And Carolyn's like, I tried to tell him, but the words wouldn't come. Jesus. Jenny, I just acted that better than she did. This is uh, <laughs> this is like a normal, natural part of your life as a woman. Yeah, this is yeah. expected mm-hmm. and normal. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's not a fucking terminal disease. No. So Baker threatens her. If you don't tell him, I will. Holy shit. Wow. And she should be like, I'm going to sue your ass then. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, you have until tomorrow. Right. Because Carolyn, we know, can lawyer up now. She can lawyer up. There's a lawyer lawyer. in town. Mm -hmm. I just wrote, Jesus Christ, can he really do this? (laughs) And I guess in those days, anything went. Then Baker leaves and Nellie and Percival come down with their twins. And then Harriet comes in. And she's fawning all over her grandchildren, which Carolyn can 1,000% do because her daughter is pregnant. Right. Yes. But no, Jen. No. How does she react? This is a weird, unequal thing where it's like Carolyn should just take the note and like be doing this with her grandchildren because she has at least one grandchild at this point, right? No. Does she have no grandchildren? She has no grandchildren. Just Laura's kid now. Right. Because Mary's kid at first, was a battering ram in the glass window. Like, it would make sense if she was, like, feeling the loss of her grandson. Sure. In that moment. That yes. would make sense. But that's yeah. not what's happening here. And I feel like Mrs. Olson must be like, girl, <laughs> you think you're pregnant, do you? <laughs> Carolyn runs out, and it's just, 
She is stealing Laura's thunder. Oh my God, and I have I a real problem with this. So Carolyn walks home. This he... walk home is the worst written thing I've ever seen in my life. All right, guys, I'm going to describe it for you. Carolyn is walking down a path and it looks like it's the same path where Willie and Albert were like picking on Sylvia or somebody. I forget, but a lot has gone down on this path. It's the one that goes up behind the mill. Do you sure. know what I'm talking about? Whatever. That's not important. Get to so important Carolyn's part. walking home and the entire dialogue track from the episode is playing over her. I'm and useless. Charles needs a song. And she's literally squishing her face in anguish. And like then at one point she can't walk and she's off camper on the hill. And then she like You're runs menopause, and- menopause, menopause. <laughs> no, they never say that word. <laughs> It's you can never change, have kids. Change, change. Hey, everybody, your parent. <laughs> <laughs> and then she just runs into the woods and, like, I don't know, never comes out. I don't know what's happening. It could be the worst two minutes of Little House ever written. I'm not sure. Mm, I don't know. We've seen some bad shit lately. So now we see Albert and he runs to get Pa and he's like, Something's wrong with Ma. Something's wrong with Ma. You know, Albert, Jenny. Charles' son. Yeah, right. The fucking son. No offense. So we're <laughs> Albert, change, no offense. Ingles. We're going to change Albert's name to no offense. <laughs> so now we see Albert. He's running in. Ma's sick. Ma's sick. There's something wrong. She's crying. Hero mode. We get hero mode with some new hero music. Yeah. Did yep. you notice this? It's yes. like dun 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 and like he's flying down. I'm here for this. I know. I need like here for this. So Paul runs in. Like, what's wrong? Oh, he's so fucking hot when he runs in a door like that. I think I need to to recreate this with Timmy. Like, I'll have one of the girls run to work and tell him I'm crying and he has to come home. I feel like this is gonna only end in disappointment. Timmy will just call me and be like, what the fuck's wrong with you? No offense, Timmy. (laughs) (laughs) So Ma is is in bed and she's sobbing. And I wrote, she's sobbing like me last week. Like, just, oh, (laughs) I hate everything. Just like hardcore crying. Except no tears are coming out. (laughs) No tears. She's just Do got they this, not have the budget for the eye drops? She's just got this anguish on her face. And Charles is like, what the fuck is wrong? Okay, Charles reacts like I react. We've talked about this before. When I'm scared or upset, I yell. So, like, he's like, what the fuck is wrong? <laughs> like he's, like, yelling at her. And she's like, Charles, I lost the baby. I'm like, and oh, I, my God, she's making me scared. I literally wrote, what the fuck? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I need a minute to process this. I need a full minute. <laughs> wow. I, I don't even know what to say to this. It's bizarre. Yeah. <sighs> wow. Like, does she, I mean, no, everyone knows everyone's business and their medical history in this town. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Charles heads over to Baker's, and he tells Baker, or Charles tells Baker there isn't going to be a baby, and Baker's like, Oh, I'm so glad she told you. She, she finally to told you. Yeah, she yeah, finally yeah. told you. She needed time to find. She needed time to find a way to tell you, Charles. And he's like, "Huh? She just lost the baby." And Baker's like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> 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 
He tells Charles, Carolyn can never have any more children. She couldn't face what that might mean to you and that you would never think of her as a whole woman again. I almost punched the screen. No, he doesn't say that. He doesn't say that Charles wouldn't think of her as a whole woman. He says, you have to she's understand that she's that. not a whole woman anymore. Or you no, can't he think. Doesn't. Yes, he does. He says, you can't think of Carolyn as a whole woman anymore. He does. No, he does not say that. Yes, he does. He does not say that. Yes, he, he does. Says, no, he says she couldn't face what that might mean to you and that you would never think of her as a whole woman again. Mm, I feel like he says something worse than that. Mm, when I'm editing this episode, guys, I will stick the right answer on the end of this episode. So okay. <laughs> join us. Okay. Like, because I almost smashed my screen. Mm -mm. He says it from Carolyn. Okay. okay. So Charles is like, this doesn't even make sense. And Baker's like, she can never give you a son. And you know, like, you've done nothing but drill into her fucking head that you've wanted a son for 20 years. Well, then he says, could you be wrong about this, doctor? Again, they're acting like they're talking about cancer. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I say, A, of course he could be wrong about this. <laughs> He's wrong 50% of the time. And B, it's not fucking cancer, assholes. 50% of the time, I'm wrong every time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So Charles heads over to Laura now and he's moping and he tells her. And he tells Laura, like, Carolyn knew this and she didn't tell me. Why didn't she tell me? She just lied to me. I feel like he dumps all of his emotional bagness all over Laura. Mm -hmm. And Laura, in a ball, like in a strange turn of events, doesn't scream at him. <laughs> well, and I feel like Laura's probably like, why do you think she's upset about this? Because all you talk about is having a son. True. True. No offense, Albert. <laughs> <laughs> I just wrote, he doesn't want her to know that he knows that she knows. <laughs> so he's all like, this is my fault. She wanted to give me a boy. And Laura's like, mm -hmm. just love her. Love her. That's the best cure. Just love her tight. Laura's okay. like, get out of okay. here, please. Leave me alone. Okay. <laughs> so... Then he remembers the Wisconsin trip, and he's like, maybe I'll just take her away. Yeah, when in doubt, take a trip. Um, I agree with this to an extent, but, like, do we need to go to Wisconsin? No uh, offense, this, Wisconsin. This gets so weird. Like, can you take me to California? Don't <laughs> they just go on a trip together alone somewhere? I know. Like, they could go on the river cruise and be on that <laughs> right. weird raft with water being sprayed on them. <laughs> So at home, Charles is trying to convince Carolyn to go on the trip. We're going to take a train to Milwaukee. Then we're going to rent a rig and drive to the wedding. Well, I like how she's like, I don't care. We'll do whatever you want to do. Like, so we go through menopause. You have no opinions. No. You're like, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely not true. So now we see Charles and Carolyn and they're in some random yeah, woods. A rental car. Yeah, I know. But they're, no, they're in the woods first, and they're cooking over a fire. Oh, yeah, random. And she's all mopey, and Charles says, things have a way of getting better once they get as bad as they can get. <laughs> Great. Okay. That sounds amazing. So Charles then says, I have something to tell you. I just don't know how I'm going to tell you. I'm thinking some things. I just don't like what I'm thinking. And then he tells her he was happy about the baby, but... I'm kind of done raising kids. I don't want a son anymore. No offense, Albert. <laughs> <laughs> and Carolyn is relieved. And Carolyn's like, look, it's natural to have mixed feelings. You know, I wanted that child. Oh, my God. This is diabolical. Yeah. This is soap opera shit. 
Yeah, I swear is. to God, this was a storyline on almost every soap opera. In the yeah, 80s. this is like fine fucking Carolyn. Mm-hmm. Now. How many times have you watched a soap <clears throat> and somebody faked a pregnancy? <laughs> You're right. This. I is, mean, yeah. I think Sheila on Young and the Restless like faked an entire pregnancy and then stole a baby. Yeah, she did. She or totally was that did. Annie Dutton? I can't remember. No, that was Sheila. Mm-hmm. So Charles is like, well, <laughs> anyway, it's over, and I still have my lady. And you mean more to me in this world. And I just wrote, is she really never going to tell him the truth? Well, I thought you'd be all gushing and dying over Charles. Like, oh, I love you. Girl. I love oh, I get my... to that later. Okay. Okay. So now Manly shows up to the drama part. And this is a throwaway scene. He's just it's like, a thr- hey, I have literally throwaway scene with Albert and Amanto. Hey, everybody. I'm checking up on no offense. <laughs> 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 so he's checking up on Novens Albert and they're having a chat about Carolyn. And Manly's like, listen, what happened to your ma is bad, but she'll come around. Now, what does he think happened? He thinks that she had a miscarriage. Laura didn't tell him? Oh, I don't know. We don't right. know. Right. Laura knows. Know. So well, we don't know what he knows, what she knows, okay. what they know. <laughs> this is a soap opera. <laughs> So Charles and Carolyn pull up to Ed Scobie's. Is that his name? Ed Scobie? Scobie? Like the thing like the thing that you grow to have. <laughs> it's Ed Polson. I don't know what <laughs> That's like the thing that you have for um, uh, kombucha. Um, what is it? Kombucha? I feel like Ed Scobie. It's wait, a Scobie. I feel like Ed Scobie is a real person that right. we know. <laughs> okay. So they pull up to Ed Polson's. And Jenny, did you recognize this actor? Yes. It's Arnie from Class of 56. Yes. Which we just saw. Well, but that's why I was like, oh, I know this guy. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, it's their old friend. The crazy loud drunk. But I realized that it took me like 10 minutes to realize it's a different friend. Like, if you're going to pull this recasting shit, don't make it so closely aligned to the other role that they were playing. Yeah, because I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I remember this guy. It's so different, stupid. Different person. Yeah. So they, they, okay, so they welcome them in. They have a nice dinner. Later, Carolyn and Charles go for a walk through the meadow, meadow and she tells Charles she is dreading the wedding tomorrow. Because it's in the same church, but, like, these are young people. And Paul's like, are you saying we're old? And then they go by Carolyn's old house, and I don't know what this scene is, but the couple who lives there now, the Phipps, they're pissed off. Like, they don't want to deal with this shit. I don't blame them. They come out to greet one of the Quiner girls, and Charles asks if Carolyn can go up and look in her old bedroom. What are your thoughts on this, Jenny? I would burn that house down before I'd let strangers just come to my house and look around. Like, I know that you bought your home from someone you know. Mm-hmm. But what if the person who lived there before him knocked on your door and was like, I need to come in here and see where I grew up? I'd be like, do you want to come? First of all, he bought it as an adult. I'd be like, do you want to come in here and see where we removed the horrible artificial brick that you installed <laughs> instead of like the nice finishings that the place came with? and made it look like a, like a friggin' like pizza shop from like Old Forge in 1985. <laughs> Oh, so the couple are kind of weirded out, but they're like, all right, I guess. So Carolyn goes up and Charles decides he's going to climb up the trellis. Now, I thought this was kind of hot. I knew it. I knew it. 
Timmy, if you're listening, I want you to scale the the side of the house and propose to me through our bedroom window again. Although there's no trellis. And he didn't really propose to me the first time. So <laughs> what's going to happen here? I feel like, is your bedroom... Can't he just get on a ladder and look in that window? I don't know. I mean... He might be able to stand on top of his car. If the car's No one's ever tried to peep on me before, so I'm not <laughs> sure the best way to do it. We'll have to ask Willie. So Carolyn goes up and Charles climbs up the trellis and asks her to marry him all over again. Because he tells the couple, like, my wife and I need some courting. And I just wrote, this is hot. Oh, God. All right. So then Charles falls. Okay. <laughs> I want to talk about this fall. He is on the trellis. He's climbing up. I'm, I'm, acting this out. I'm acting this out for Jenny to see. He's scaling up the trellis. Are you seeing what I'm doing? Yeah, I'm seeing it. Okay, so he is well above the roof line of the first floor. So that's 10 feet. Okay, Okay. he's probably about 12 feet in the air. Like his feet are at the 12-foot mark or his head? his feet. Are at the 12-foot mark. Right, because a story is 10 feet. Okay. So he is... At the window. Okay, so maybe he's at like 9 feet. Okay. Okay. I can buy that. He falls completely (laughs) backwards. Okay. He would have broke something. He does not break his fall in any way. He (laughs) falls flat on his back. And he is, keep in mind, almost 50 years old. Okay. There's no way that he just gets up and laughs about this. I mean, he does manual labor, so he's probably in decent shape. No. Do we want to reenact this? Yeah, let's get Timmy to do it. Timmy's already fallen off my roof three times. (laughs) No, I think we need to reenact this, Jenny, when you come in. I think we get Timmy to do it because Timmy does tough work, so his bones are in better shape. (laughs) So we should push him off a nine-foot ladder. Okay. (laughs) See see what happens. Let me me make a quick check on that life insurance policy (laughs) first. Why don't you do that before I come in again, Mm -hmm, and and mm -hmm. then we'll, we'll set it up. Okay. So he, all right, so he asked Carolyn, like, will you marry me, blah, blah, blah. She says yes. Back at Ed's house, they're all like, this is kind of weird. This <laughs> is super weird. This isn't Char- kind of weird. This so, is super fucking weird. Keep in mind, Ed's son is getting married. I don't have their names. Do you? Imagine, imagine you're getting married. What, right? are, what are the kids' names? I don't know. Imagine you're getting married. Okay. And mom and dad's friends. Rando friend. From 20 years ago you never met. (laughs) Right, right. No, the son never met them. Right. Come in and decide to, like, get married with you. (laughs) And they're wearing your mother's wedding dress. Okay, you're jumping ahead. So, back at Ed's house, they're all like, this is weird. And Charles is like, don't worry, young couple. We'll get married after your wedding. Yeah, like later. But the dude says, no. Let's make it a double ceremony. Oh, Lord. They don't even know these fucking people. And the <laughs> wife, Eunice, gives Eunice. Carolyn a full bridal dress. Like, those dresses were fucking expensive in those days. Like, why isn't the daughter wearing it? Now, the daughter-in-law. I want to say something. Downstairs, we have a weird scene where Ed is Indian wrestling What does son. that even mean? Okay, I looked it up because I was sure it was horrible and about indigenous people of course but it's not what it's a it's from the country of india 
Oh, really? Yes, and it's like some weird way that they wrestle. Now, here's something strange. I was watching the George Carlin documentary, and he mentioned Indian wrestling. And this is a word I don't think I've ever heard. And it was in the early 80s. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Let me look it up real quick. Okay, I feel like Pause. this is not true, but okay. Okay, I'm back. Definition of Indian wrestling. Wrestling in which two people lay side by side on their backs in reverse position, locking their arms and raising and locking the corresponding legs and attempt to force each other's legs down. That's it. What? That's what I got. But what's the origin of it? Um, what is in Okay, so wrestling in India is also known as Dangal. Oh, it's okay. the basic form of wrestling tournament. It's called Kushti in Punjab. The wrestling Punjab, da da da. Yeah. I, I oh, don't think wow. I don't think it's um We just assumed it's racist. I don't think it is the racist stuff. I mean it's probably racist somehow anyway. I could be wrong, but it's <laughs> it's real weird. It's definitely sus. It's <laughs> we're gonna put that in the sus category. <laughs> so they're downstairs and like Ed and his kid are Indian wrestling and Ed falls into a bunch of glass and Charles is laughing. Just, it's weird. It's super weird. Now at Laura's, Elmanzo is reading Baby Grace, a bedtime story of Goldilocks and the Three Bears. Hey everyone! Here's what I, read. I here's what I wrote. Manly reading Grace the Three Little Bears. Mm -hmm. Aim. Mm -hmm. Jen. <laughs> He's doing voices and he sounds like Kermie. Did you notice? 
He's like, oh, my little boy, my my bed is too full. Like, I'm Kermit the Frog. It's weird. This it's was weird. a horrible scene. Hey, I, had, I had to fast forward through it. I couldn't well, even watch it. Hold on. I got it. I got it. Hey, everybody. I'm Kermit the Frog. Really? It's manly. <laughs> I don't know. I can't do it. There's it a lot going on. Literally the worst scene I've ever Hey, hey, baby Grace, would you like me to terrify you with another story? (laughs) It's so bad. So Laura's downstairs. She's all stressed out about Ma. And Almanzo's like, don't worry about it. It's going to be fine. Just then the phone rings. It's Ma. They're getting married again. Yeah. Laura's (sighs) like, I wish I could be there. And it's like, yeah, maybe they should have gotten married where their kids could go. I just hate this shit so much. So now we see them at the church, and this is fucking ridiculous. I wrote, Carolyn should be goddamn ashamed of herself. Yes. She is standing, and Charles too. After They're standing, what, they but at least Charles was like, we, we need to do it after this wedding. Well, and I feel like when the kid was like, no, you should join it, they should absolutely refuse that. I know. So Carolyn is standing there in a full fucking wedding dress. A white wedding dress. She's had five kids. Ugh. <sighs> Come on, man. So after the wedding, Carolyn tells Charles she's so happy. And Charles suggests doing this every year. And I just wrote, okay, calm down. I cannot. Calm down. This is beyond. And that's it. End of episode. This Jenny's beyond. Wh- whose fault is this? There's so many people at fault. I feel like Carolyn <laughs> bears a lot of fault in this. Not because she's in menopause, but because Mm-mm. of the message she gives young girls and middle-aged women alike. And also... That she got married, like, in a white dress next and stole the thunder from not only Laura, but now this this bride. She just, I have the same thing. I have, this is Carolyn. She is clearly not coming to terms with aging. Boomers just hold on to power, man. But keep in mind, guys, that when we're blaming shit on Carolyn, we know, we know that it's the writers. We know it's not, you know, (laughs) Karen Grassley. So, Jenny, at the end of every episode, we look back on theme or a lesson, something we took from the rewatch or the original. Think about how it uh, changed our view of the world or shaped our view of the world. We called our why it's designed to finish the sentence. Gen X, this is why. What is your why for this episode? So this this struck a chord with me because um, mm-hmm. I remember getting this kind of message all the time. Mm-hmm. This is why women think their only value comes from being a mother. Rage, rage, rage. <laughs> rage 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 um we were just doing an episode of the golden girls where blanche thought she was pregnant blanche yeah she's like 55 yeah yeah but uh, like this this message was yeah. constant yeah oh my god yeah. this message I, was constant and as somebody who never wanted children ever from day mm-hmm, one mm-hmm. like this was tough to navigate it was tough to understand what your life could be if you didn't want that life well, and as somebody who struggled with infertility at a point in my life, mm-hmm. I remember internalizing that message as well. And there's a line in the movie The Hours, which is oh, one of my such favorite a good movies movie. of all time. That is such um, a good movie. And it's it's said by the woman. Okay, so do you remember um, Juliet? juliana moore's character she's the 1950s like housewife yes okay great yes at one point the woman the next door neighbor who comes over who they she ends up kissing her Mm -hmm. that woman comes over and she is talking about being infertile and she says 
something I'm, I'm just paraphrasing but something like a woman is never truly a woman unless she's had a child mm-hmm. and i remember thinking to myself like just internalizing that and really feeling like because i wasn't fertile that i was not a woman right so i i feel like there's a lot going on here like number one if you choose not to be a mother that's a choice but then there's also a whole population of people who aren't mothers, but not by choice. Right. And then there's a you whole population I mean? of people who are too old to be mothers. Sure. Of course. Yes. Yeah. So you're right. Like we need to stop defining women yeah. by their uterus. Yeah. Period. I mean, that's still, well, that's kind of ironic. That still goes on. Like, yes. Yeah. I mean, the whole abortion debate and everything is like just that whole it's just that in, it put into law, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, I have my why's a little lighter. Hmm. <laughs> this is why you can't be hijacking a young couple's wedding and standing up there with a goofy smile on and a full bridal gown because you are having trouble with aging. Yes. This is why you need to come to terms with aging. I don't know about you, Jenny, but I'm embracing getting older. I mean... I am too, and I, I said the same thing, but I'm all we are also in our forties. It's true. But right? I'm yeah, so like we'll yeah, see. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. But 50, so is 60s. Carolyn. No, I know, but I'm thinking of like our parents' generation, right? Like I feel like they didn't handle it as well. Right. right. Like look at the boomers holding on they're like eighty five years old and like still running the House of Representatives and shit. You gotta watch the George Carlin documentary to see what he says about boomers. And he is one, don't he forget. Is one. No. Mm-hmm. But he goes on a rant about boomers. Yeah. I think I've seen that before. How they were handed everything. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but now they're like, oh, these these millennials, these Well, these... some boomers. If you were white, you were handed everything. Exactly. Right. Um so I just feel like, you know, we have to do a better job coming to terms. And a lot of that is a social issue. We don't treat our elderly well no, in this country no we don't they're not revered we think of aging as like a disease yeah so i just did a article about i was looking at those blue zones you know what the blue zones are the five blue zones no. where they found is the highest concentration of oldest the oldest people there's one scranton pennsylvania no so there's one no healthy older people oh, like gosh. people who are living their best life like Japan. 100 years old Cent- centenarians they're called mm-hmm. or something so there's one in Costa Rica, there's one in Italy, they're all over the place. There's mm-hmm. five of them. And one of the characteristics is they have a lot of multi-generational homes. You know, they have, the like, the elderly are really revered. So, Aim, are you going to move mom and dad no. into your house? No. Come on. But, but the elderly are Don't really... Don't you care about them? They're revered there. And they're, like, treated, like, with a huge amount of respect. Yeah, yeah. Aim, don't that's you care him. about mom and dad? You're not going to move them into your home? I love mom and dad. I'm if not moving them into my home. Them? Because I love them, I'm not moving <laughs> them into my home. Uh, mom has to stay at my house every once in a while and wants to blow her head off. So <laughs> she doesn't want to live with me. Because <laughs> you're super dogs. My kids, my dogs, my neighborhood, you <laughs> name it. Your so... neighborhood. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. So, Jenny, what are we doing next? Let's move on from this freaking shit show. Are we going to do the lost ones? Do you remember? Yes, of course. Do you remember the Mimi's were warning us about this episode? Oh, okay. Oh, this one? You mean? No, the I, I do? do again. Yeah. So we're going to do season seven, episode 21, the lost ones, part one. 
While making an out-of-town delivery, Albert and Charles meet and travel with the Cooper family. Oh, I know what this is. An Ooh, accident Jason occurs. Bateman. An accident occurs en route with the parents, and in the blink of an eye, their two children are orphans. Jesus. Oh, Unable wow. to place them with any family members and not in a position to adopt them themselves, Charles is forced to hand them over to the state mm. until a spontaneous decision changes everything. Okay, I have a question. What? Why are we redoing this storyline? Yeah, isn't this the same as... Same thing that happened with Albert. And it's the same thing that happened with those other kids. Yeah, yeah. The uh, Sanderson kids. Yeah. John Jr. Do we want to? I guess we kind of Mary, have to do I this love over. You. Let's run to? away together. I guess we kind of have to do this, right? Because it's James and Cassandra's. Yeah, arrival. we have to. It's their origin story. Is Jenny's trying to skip episode? episodes, guys. Oh, I think there's the last episode is part two of this, and we're done with season seven. Yes. <gasps> then we move oh, into season eight. God. Guys, we're doing five episodes from season <laughs> eight. That's it. Oh, my God. Um, hopefully, you know, we're nearing the end of Little House. Hopefully you'll stick with us when we transition over to now to enough. That was like a Mario. Why'd you do Mario underground music there? Um All right, Jenny. So anything else? No. Do you need to be excused? Yes. Okay. All right, guys. So if you haven't already, check out our Patreon. We're at 91. I saw that. We're getting so close to Amy's variety hour. Timmy goes to me last night. I said, oh, my God, we're at 90 patrons, 91 patrons. And he goes, oh, so like 10 more and I have to do some shit with you, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, it's called Amy's variety hour. It is coming to Patreon. Oh, my God. Once we hit 100. Okay. And it will be, it will blow your mind. Can't wait. <laughs> first up will be my special guest jen who will tell us the entire story of jenny and the slap again this is gonna <laughs> just be amy talking about me can't wait <laughs> can't wait for that all right guys so check out our patreon and if you haven't already join our facebook group it's the mimi bees if you can't find it, it's in the show notes here right jenny you're putting it in the show notes yeah. all right so follow us on Instagram, follow us, subscribe, give us a review, even if it's like, hey, everybody, I love you. We'll take it. And continue to make those manly memes for me. Yeah, great. I accept. Somebody else do a graphic. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon. Hey, everyone. It's Amy. Okay. So here is what Doc Baker says in the scene in question. He says, Charles, Carolyn can never have any children. She couldn't face what that might mean to you. And then he says that you might not be able to think of her as a whole woman any longer. So, boom, I was right. Shocker. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.